Hi, and welcome to another episode of Tom Ray's Art Podcast. I'm Tom. On today's show, I meet a comic book artist by the name of Emma Groom. The comic that Emma is working on is called Recursion's End, and Emma wants to, is actually actively sending it to publishers, like big name publishers, sending them out. Wants to try that before actually self-publishing it. So me and Emma talk about that. We also talk about... uh, Emma has a background in many things, including biology, anthropology, forensics, and a lot of that blends over into the comic. It is a 160-page comic. When Emma first sent it to me, it actually wouldn't go over email. It was too big, so we tried a couple of times. Finally, I got it. I was able to read it. We talk about the process of writing it, how it actually started out. I I was curious, like, how do you write such a complex storyline and characters there, the whole thing involves a universe, a world, uh, many groups of people. And Emma tells me it was originally an RPG game, a text RPG game. And I was like, brilliant. Why have I never thought of writing something as an RPG? You create the characters, you do the story background. Whole thing was fascinating. Here is my conversation with Emma Groom on the podcast starting right now. Where are you located right now? Where Where do you live? Um, I'm actually located near St. Louis. So. Oh, you are. Um, right now. Okay. Although normally I live in Florida. Okay. What? Why are you not in Florida then? <laughs> uh, because I'm on vacation. Oh, I'm talking to you while you're on vacation. Yes. Okay, so people from Florida vacation up north. That's funny. <laughs> I'm actually from here. I'm visiting my parents. Uh, for a couple months. Um. I have a greenhouse business in Florida where I like clone plants and stuff, uh, and then I sell them on eBay. Um, okay, I like that. I have uh, some people that I have working on it. I have one. I have one employee and a co-founder that are continuing to work while I'm on vacation. Yeah, but I have enough money. I can do that. How how long have you been doing that? Okay, it's I'm I'm very much into this whole this whole selling online thing. So so how long? Like okay, let me go back a little bit. So you're you're cloning plants. Yes. Okay. Now, how did you start doing that and going, I'm going to sell these online now? Um, so I, I bought, I got into digital culture in high school and then I went to college um, and I needed, I don't know, extra spending money for random things. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I'll just buy seeds. I will germinate them in vitro. I will clone them and then I'll sell them online for like nothing. Okay. And then I had one weekend where I sold so much stuff, I had to fill up the entire back of my car with uh, boxes to go to the USPS, and then I was like, I could work for Bayer for forty thousand a year, or I could do this. Yeah, I, I think I think I know which one ultimately will pay more in the end. Yeah, it's not Bayer. <laughs> and you said Bayer, like the aspirin? No, like the the company. Okay. B- yeah, they they, they uh, bought out Monsanto, I believe is the way it went. Okay. Yeah. It, so. <laughs> That's fascinating. Is and there was was there any I mean like what what made you think to even start doing it online? Like like how people get started with that. I mean, cool. a, a lot of people like do plants and and things like that, but you started just selling it. Like how did that happen? Yeah. Because um I, I was in the uh, carnivorous plant collector community. So there I know there's a lot of people that they just like hoard plants. They uh-huh. got to have everything it's like Pokémon. And yeah. so if you put, like new species in that's like a new, newly described and you've cultivated them in a way that's not poaching like you just cloned a bunch of them yeah uh you you can sell them for a lot of money and you can sell a lot of them because there's a lot of people that want the newest stuff 
and you're actually helping prevent uh, people from poaching. Because when you clone them, you can sell them for way cheaper than somebody that has to crawl up the side of a mountain for three days to find one plant. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Okay. I'm thinking of like there's the scarcity of it, but yet technically like in the art world, they're like reprints. It's like getting a yeah. poster of a Van yeah, Gogh. It is like reprints. Yeah. yeah. It's like huh. I'm, I'm selling printed plants oh, basically is how that works. So how big of a, do you do this out? Like, do you have a warehouse you do it out of now or do you still do it at home? I do it at home. I have a house and I have an RV and then I have like the tissue culture thing kind of in the RV. So I, I wanted to put on the side of it, like it you grow plants, not meth or something because of breaking bad. Cause it kind of looks like some breaking bad. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like I'd get pulled over if I did that. Right. It's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, just putting, like, this is lab. not a drug van. It's fine, <laughs> but it would look sussy. So they'd be like, no. So already you're fascinating and we haven't even talked about what you originally contacted me about. This is awesome. I really love that. That's what's, uh, what's the name of the, the plant shop that you have? Uh, it's called Redless Exotics. We sell mostly at local. Um, so in Florida, we sell mostly at local farmer's markets. And then you can find us in literally every uh, exotic plant Facebook group. We do like listings every uh, week about. Okay. Uh, just be like a giant post. Use the inventory. Uh, PM us if you want to order one and yeah. then arrange it through there. You don't even have to do eBay. You don't even have to do Etsy, though we do have both of those. Right. Uh, but mostly it's actually on Facebook uh, market groups. Yeah. Yeah. No, those, that's been, that's been the, I, I resell all this stuff behind me here, like pop culture and vintage toys and stuff from like the fifties uh, through the nineties. And that's Facebook marketplace and like the groups and everything. That's been like fantastic in the past year. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook Marketplace is amazing. Although I will say the amount of time that they've changed to hold your money is a bit ridiculous. It's like I, up to like 15 days. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Are, are you investing it and then making money off of it? What's going on there? Well, not only is it 15 days, it's 15 days after delivery. Yeah. That That's the thing. It's not just like, oh, and in 15 days we'll transfer over. It's like, nope. Just, I mean, I get it's confirming that it has to be delivered, but. See, I, I, I do always do priority mail shipping because it's plants. So it's like. Hmm. 15 plus three, it's not that big a deal. But if you're doing like a uh, books or something, I can see why that would be really annoying. Yeah. Like standard parcel mail. And it's just like media mail. Media mail is what they use. Media mail. Yeah. Media mail is actually much cheaper. I was glad that I discovered that because you can ship up to 70 pounds and it's like the price of first class shipping. And that's actually good to know because I haven't gotten to the point where I have to ship my stuff out yet. Okay. Uh, and I figured I'd discover that along the way in the horrible publishing process. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Cause we're here to talk about your book. Okay. Wow. Good segue. Thank you. So <laughs> that is all right. So you actually reached out to me. Now let's get into this. Uh, you sent me a copy of your book. It is called recursions way, correct? End. Recursions end. Recursions end yeah. Yes. Recursions end. It's a math joke. It's a math joke. Yeah. Cause recur, recur, a recursive process is like a fractal in okay. math defined as a, a, a infinite regress. Uh, of something that repeats over and over and over and over again forever because it's kind of like the cycle of abuse is what kind of what it's about so that's why it's titled that's a math joke okay and first of all is this out yet or you you're getting ready because you sent me an author's copy yeah i'm getting ready to put it out there okay all right how are you uh going to be putting it out there right now like if someone wants to read it the easiest way is to just go to patreon you can read it for two bucks uh but i i'm shopping around to find the best publisher that I can right now. Okay. And then I would like to do it traditionally. Okay. And if that fails, which I don't know anything 
about publishing because that's not that is so not my specialty. It's not even funny. My specialty is plants. Right. It's my degree. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and nobody nobody starts out knowing about publishing. You know, you go in and you figure it out. And I mean, I don't really know about it either. You know, I just I I know what I know, and I still learn things. Like like I even learned uh, about a comics digital comics platform from you just by you sending me your information. And I looked and you use, uh, what is it called? It's called Spitwits or no Spinwiz. 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 Yeah, I'd yeah, never heard of that. Demand. What's so, that? They're like print on demand. Although they break it up into 25 page issues, which I don't like because it's a book. Right. I, 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 don't, I don't like 20. I don't like the, the floppy thing because it's too short and it's confusing to readers. At least it's confusing to me to find where everything is. Yeah, and you'd have to edit your book to fit in their format to get it to work in the timeline yeah. with the way that they put it out. Yes. Yeah, and you're saying they put it out in a physical form or they just put it out in a digital form? It's print on demand. So oh, it is print on demand. And then you can order a print. Okay. Uh, it's, it's more money, though. I think it's like seven bucks. There's also another, There's also like five other ones that, that do that, although I haven't uploaded the entire thing to any of them yet. Okay. Because... Uh, that hurts your chances of finding a traditional publisher if you want to publish it as a book book. So you do want to use a traditional publisher? Yeah. Okay. So what are some of the ones that you've been looking at, I guess? Uh, I've been looking at, well, uh, Dark Horse Image, Arkea, I think is one of them. Okay. Um, the, the, ba- the big uh, three independent ones, and then I'm sending it out to smaller ones now. Okay. And hope you're back from somebody. I don't know. Okay. How do you prepare for that? I, I get, I've never done that before. I've always just kind of put it out myself. I'm, I get, I get impatient. And plus I'm like, nobody wants my stuff. So I just do it myself. So, well, so. I don't, I don't, this is the first time. So maybe it's like arrogant. It probably is arrogant, but I, I'm just like, you know, shoot your shot. If you don't, try, yeah, of course, then, then you don't know. Like, you don't know how far you can go with it. So yeah, exactly. So, and then uh, like, do you prepare, are you putting out a, I guess, like so a press release statement or like, how are you, how are you presenting each it? Each publisher has like their own specific list of things that they want and they have a specific format they want it in. Yeah. And so you kind of have to write a um, submission letter that's individualized to each one if you want it to be looked at. Uh, and so they usually it's like, oh, do a summary of the first book or do a summary. Some of them are like, if you have like a multi-issue thing or a multi-book thing, which this is, you have to do a summary of the entire thing in one page, which is challenging. Oh, yeah. Given the price. I would imagine. Uh, basically, what you do is you write your summary. Yeah. You write a one paragraph um, elevator pitch. Uh, and then you write, some of them will want like, oh, I want a description of every character or I want character sheet information. A lot of them don't. A lot of the bigger ones don't want that. It's usually the smaller ones that want that. Yeah. And then um, you send, I don't like a, the email sizes. You can't send like the big thing. Oh right. Uh, most people don't even have. Which we discovered done. because you tried to send it to me twice, and then finally it came around the third time. Because yeah. <laughs> it, 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 the, yeah, they, they want like a ten uh, megabyte, I think, limit. So you right. have to, you can send like fifteen pages at a time. So that's your sample. You choose like fifteen good pages. Uh, and then you send, or ones that are representative of the work, and then you send that off into the ether, and they probably never hear back. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. Which which is not uncommon. Which is why you send it to so many people as you can, because you never who's going to see it or who. It's kind of like look at look at it like job hunting. Like you, you got to send out like a yeah. hundred before you get one. <laughs> right, you're not going to get the first job you apply for. <laughs> yeah. 
Obviously. Like, like people are like, oh, yes, I submitted to Image, and then my soul was crushed because they never replied to me. Right. It's like, no, you, you got to submit to, like, every single one. Yeah. Maybe one will get back to you. And then you go with that one, and then you work your way up. Right. So look at it. Well, and you also mentioned the uh, character sheets. And now this this actually goes into another thing I wanted to ask about, which uh, is writing it. How did you, what was the process of writing it? And uh, with the character sheets, like, did you figure out the characters ahead of time? Did you just write the story and kind of come up or fill in the blanks? Or how how did the writing process go? Actually, I I, I started the whole thing uh, as part of a uh, text-based RPG group. Really? Uh, Yeah, so... It was a like a race that I made for um, a, a Galactic Federation RPG group. So basically, you play as a country. Oh, okay. And so we would have like joke countries, um, and there was somebody that was like, "I oh, yes, I'm going to do the classic Amazon trope," uh, which I think is I th- probably you can probably tell from the reading the thing. I think it's kind of stupid. Uh, <laughs> like, like, I, I, I'm a biologist. I know how things tend to work in nature, and that is. Super not how that works. Right. Uh, and so I did I want like, to say, I like how you did inject the, there's the scene where they're, where they're cloning plants. And I was like, I feel like this is, that's why when you mentioned the plant thing, I was, I, I don't yeah. know why there was just such knowledge about the person cloning the plants while they were having that discussion. I'm like, they, there's too much knowledge here about what's happening for this, not to be something that's in the yeah, person's I, I, life. I, I, I inject like information that I know so other people can also like get curious and look it up and then mm-hmm. maybe learn something new. I caught uh, that. Yeah. So I, I, I don't put the whole thing usually, but I put enough that it's like. Right. Well, because not everybody's going to understand what the heck you're talking about. So it's nice to just go, just trust me, this is real. <laughs> yeah. You know, just enough to follow it. <laughs> yeah. But no, I put the, um, I, I created the, the race as like a, I don't know. They're, they're, they're sociologically, they're kind of based on hyenas, which is. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. That, that that's what that's based off of. Okay. Like the, the sociological structure. Um, I did that kind of to just be like your 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 idea is stupid. You wouldn't be like, oh, I'm so catty, stupid, like the girl infighting shit. It would be like terrifying. Yeah. Because that's how those kind of that mode of social uh, structure occurs in environments that are extremely harsh. Yeah. Basically where this uh, species has to select for entirely utility. Okay. Over, um, oh, we're, we're going, like there's uh, a aesthetic based um, sexual selection and then there's utilitarian based sexual selection is what that's called. Uh, and so you, the, the R, R versus K selection is another thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically if you're selecting for, um, a lot of individuals are going to die because the environment is harsh and resources are scarce. You have to be the biggest, strongest, meanest uh, dude or chick in this case mm-hmm. on the block and outcompete everybody else, even within your own species. Mm-hmm. And so that that's typically the kinds of environments that breed uh, matriarchal species. Okay. Not like, oh, not, not like, I don't know, with the other thing, it's usually like the lap of luxury type of deal. That actually usually goes in the other direction. That's where you get like things like peacocks uh, and, and a lot of bird species. Oh, okay. Again, that's one of those things. I'm just going to trust you because you've studied this. So, <laughs> and if you take uh, animal behavior, or comparative anatomy, physiology, evolution, that kind of thing, it goes over that. Okay. And on you mentioned before that this was part of an RPG group, uh, text-based game. 
And yeah. it, it makes me realize I, I guess I didn't think about whether or not this was fantasy or sci-fi, I guess I don't, it, it, cause of where it takes place. Like I didn't question the, the location, but at the same time, now I'm thinking like, wait, is this on another planet while we exist on earth still? Or is this a fantasy world that um, doesn't exist? So I don't like the, the, this isn't that big of a spoiler. It's kind of obvious. Yeah, I, I'm trying not to give away any of the book while we're talking. <laughs> okay, that, like, but they, that, that, it's fine if you do, because it's not like the, the, those background elements become very obvious by like the second book. Okay. Anyway, so ba- basically they're post humans is what the story is. And that the original um, humans went extinct uh, for reasons uh, yet to be known. But like they're, if you've ever heard of the Fermi paradox, it's the Fermi paradox is the reason that they got wiped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Fermi paradox, do you know what that is? No, absolutely not. Like, the Fermi <laughs> paradox is like when you look at space, yeah. there's a lot of stars and there's a lot of uh, theoretically habitable planets, but you don't see any like tier three or above civilizations anywhere. Okay. Why? Right. And so that's like the uh, galactic threat when you scale things out a little bit more okay. is the answer to the Fermi paradox. Why are there no large civilizations? What happens to them? Yeah. Like it's always, you hear scientists find a planet, you know, several galaxies away that has the same, some, you know, same atmosphere yeah, as like, earth. And it's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Where, where, where's the, where's the other organ, organics? They're, they're not there. Right. Yeah. Or like there may have possibly been water on or is possibly water on Mars. It's like, okay, what do I do? What do I do with that now? I don't know. I'm sure and that's above my pay grade. I don't have any idea in the first place, even if they said like, hey, there's water there. And everybody was like, yay. If you think about it, um, the the answer should be pretty obvious. Like, what is the first kind of organism that develops into a tier three civilization? Technically. Insects. Okay. Yes. I was going to say cats, but that's just because I heard no. a cat meow in the background. <laughs> Insects. Okay. Uh, tech, ants, bees, that kind of thing, technically. All right. So. I just, my whole thing is it's, uh, well, I guess if they did evolve, it would be they'd evolve to adapt to that environment. My whole thing is I can't get past the fact that it's like, yes, but that that planet is uninhabitable in any other way, shape, or form. It's it, That's where that's why I'm saying we're like, that's it doesn't do me any good right now. They were an off branch of a call of um, humanity yeah. that was a colony on a different planet. So they were there. There's species yeah. technically big bricks, if you're being scientific, uh, was developed as basically colonizers. So they colonized planets. Oh, okay. They're severe. They they have a lot of offspring. They kill everything. And then, they, but they're intelligent enough that they can be like build a civilization and whatnot, okay. get all the infrastructure in place, and then you start modding out the uh, aggro traits. Okay, and this goes back to I realized that I I got us off on a tangent. This go back it goes back to so how did you write this in like how did you structure this in how did you figure out the characters and what they what did you plan that out ahead of time or as you went along like I guess what was the writing process. Um, for the characters, I planned out, um, so when you do RPGs, you have your nation-based stuff, and then you have your character-based stuff, so you play as specific characters that are, like, key to different plot elements. Yeah. So a lot of them were characters within, like, the main ones were characters within, uh, the RPG set- setting. So 
Um, there, there's one character that there's a okay. That, that, that's a spoiler. I can't go into that. That's okay. <laughs> uh, there, there, there's a particular character in there that you realize some stuff about that. That was actually the main character in the RPG. So that's how that character's art got planned out. Was part of the RPG because there was a whole um, investigation about their background because there was some weird stuff going on. Uh, that went when they tried to join basically the space EU. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that people were like, okay, we need we need some background on you. You can't just join like third world country planet shithole. You can't right. Just, you you can't join. You you, you got to make sure you're not doing like some 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 uh human right violations everywhere. Yeah, no, it, that didn't even occur to me that with the RPG. That's perfect. You're right. You got to plan out all the. You got to plan out all that stuff first before you create create the game. That's that's actually brilliant that that you had that first because it was it is a complex story and there are timelines and there are uh, history hints and uh, yeah okay no that makes a lot more sense now that I think of it uh, writing why doesn't everybody write stuff out as an RPG um, because you have to collaborate with other people and other people are messy I think is oh. probably why how many people did you collab did you collab with other people on this. Uh, not this book because people were I, originally I was going to have it be a text based thing and me and one of my friends were going to um, write a book that was mm-hmm. basically based off the RPG campaign that we did um, but that didn't pan out because um, he, he went to college and then got too busy to keep up with it um, gotcha. and then I also got too busy to keep up with it and it was like okay if I want to actually get this done I need to wait till after college and then I probably just need to do it myself yeah okay. so but the original, all the planning stuff was, or most of the planning stuff was hashed out in the RPG thing. And I, I still do RPGs, but I don't uh, do that if I'm going to do like a long-term project like that. Yeah. Because there's just too many scheduling conflicts, even with like the stuff on the RP level, that it's easy to be like, okay, we're going to ignore your nation until you come back. But if you're writing a story that's like published, you can't mm-hmm. do that. It's just bad. You're, it just doesn't get published because you have to have that piece. Otherwise, okay. it doesn't work. Where are you doing these when you're when you're doing them? Uh, so we, we had a um, website that was just like a that, that all of this started on like the the web. Uh, you ever heard of the game Spore? Yes. Okay, so it started on like the forum for Spore, and then we made our own website, um, and then it got eaten by a virus because we made this when we were like. 12 <laughs> and we had the big brain idea of trying to run ads on it right i was just gonna say so you decided you were gonna run ads on it didn't you <laughs> yes. it, it was very dumb and, and you got a virus and yeah. so the website went down and so then, then we just started doing it in, uh, uh on facebook and whatnot okay or like that google docs actually was what a lot of it was in yeah so you would all just be on the same google doc and you would just yeah that way there's no temptation to run ads on it. <laughs> in, in that, if you ever wanted to do a website, have you ever thought about, like, inside of Google Docs, there's Google Sites, and you can create a website where you can actually host the docs that you have to, or at least links to it, or use it as kind of a wiki. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever used that, but that, now, I find that. That could that... be an interesting thing to do for, like, a lore map, yeah. maybe. Um, but I think I need to get the first series done, and then I have... Uh, if anybody from the original campaign wants to come out with their own iterations of stuff, you can do you can do some, like some Warhammer 40k type thing. I don't know. Yeah. Just make like a lore map hmm. that way. Nice. And, and so, what about the 
the, now the artwork. So we're, we've talked about the writing, the background, <laughs> and now it's, you still drew a like over 160 pages for this comic. So yeah. what was the process? First of all, what did you use to draw it? Like, were you, were you drawing it by hand or are you using it? Are you um, doing so digitally? I do the line art. I don't know if this will show up. Um, oh, cool. On, yeah, that's too bright. You can't see it. Right. it, it it's a Bristol board. So okay. the, the, the standard comic book size Bristol board. And then I just use India ink and a um, brush tip marker. That's mm-hmm. reloadable. I just inject it into there and then uh, draw. Okay. And then I scan them, and I have to go to – I don't have a – they don't make um, – like, the standard scanners you get in your house are not the right size for those. Right. And so I just go to Staples, and I scan them because the giant ones are kind of expensive. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so, so do I, I want to spend a couple thousand on that, or do I just want to spend, like, 25 cents a page when right. I only have 60 pages? Yeah. <laughs> and you just scan them in so that they can be digital is what you're saying. Not like, okay. Okay. and then I color them digitally because, color, okay. So inking things digitally looks like trash in my opinion. Okay. And then coloring things traditionally for comics looks like trash in my opinion. So I kind of try to do both, get the best of both. Right. Um, that, that's just my opinion. It's entirely subjective. Oh Yeah. Take it or leave it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, of course it is. Yeah. There's, it's, I, I agree with you. I used to do everything on the Bristol board too, but then I realized like with the amount, with what I'm doing with it, I'm like, well, this is just kind of a quick diary. Like when I do my web comments, I'm like, I don't need to do like, this is just a quick thought. I'm not, I'm yeah. not making a, a traditional comic book. So I can just go on my tablet and go, okay, do, 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 you know? So, yeah, but I, I agree with you. It is, it is a different aesthetic when it, when it comes to drawing, like say with a brush. Um, I do, uh, every time I do it, I'm always like, oh yeah, that's so nice. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's why I, I like, I like the nice part for right. the, uh, mine art. I, I have more trouble with the, the markers for that mostly because I'm very, pre- I don't know. I, I didn't used to me when I started this cause I did, my computer was trash. Mm-hmm. You could probably help looking at the, the earlier pages that my computer was a piece of shit cause I built it in like 2010. Okay. <laughs> uh, or earlier. Yeah, it's old. Anyway, <laughs> it like would spat, like I, I would try and use like the tablet part and it, it, it would spaz across the screen. Right. And I like constantly be spamming control Z. Mm-hmm. It was just not good. And so then I got a surface studio, like the big thing. That's what this is. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, that was like a, that was actually one of the best investments I think I've made. Cause it's yeah. like a gigantic touch screen. Yeah. It is awesome. It's worth every penny. I use it all the time. <laughs> Right. <laughs> not this is not sponsored. I just like it. Yeah, I, I uh, wish it were sponsored. I'd be happy for that. I'll take the affiliate link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I, I, I would do it. No. Right, uh, right. <laughs> just legitimately, it's, I, I, I like it a lot. Uh, yeah. And so I got that, and um, that may allow me to use uh, textured brushes digitally. Mm-hmm. And so it ha- I have the advantage of it looks textured, so it looks like it's traditional. Yeah. But I can undo things if I mess it up an infinite number of times. Right. No, that's always, that's always the handy part. Like that's the thing it's that that's also why it's so much easier just to draw quick when I use my tablet, because I'm like, well, I could just go back if I mess this lineup, you know, instead of like going, okay, I got to make sure, you know, do a couple of not used, you know, not touching the surface swoops to go like, is this the line? Yes. And then do it once you can just go and go, whoops, that didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, So I like the, uh, the, I will say I like the traditional ink better though. 
than the digital. Virtually mm-hmm. because I can't get the same, I don't know, angles. Right. I've not found a brush that angles correctly. No, no. Like it does the traditional brush. And that's really important for line art. It's not important for color, though. No. For me, anyway. Yeah, no, I know what you mean because most of the time, the, the yeah, the line art, what it'll do is it's like, well, we can we can uh, thin the ends, so it's got the thick middle and then the the thin ends, and it's like, yeah, but then you can't end that way. Like sometimes you don't end a brush that way. Yeah, it just doesn't. I don't like it. Right. I don't like it. I've found one that I do like, so I just do the ink traditionally, and then I color everything digitally, and that's I think what looks the best to me. But yeah. Uh, and I also have a problem. I look at art that I did five minutes ago and then I hate it. So oh, of course. Like, no, everybody has that problem. <laughs> it's disgusting. I never want to see it again. <laughs> but then I'm like, I have to market this. Right. Because that was how I made it. But well, I also yeah. hate it. <laughs> well, and so you're doing this comic. And so far we have talked about how you didn't like the computer you started out with when you did it and, you know, scanning it. And then now you hate the art five minutes ago. So how long did it take you to do this with with the fact uh, that start to finish? Because I have on, I had college for the beginning of it and okay. then I had job the entire rest of it. Uh, about two years it took to do the entire thing. OK. All right. I think if I did that now, I could do it in a year because I'm faster. And then because I have more free time because I don't have college and then I don't have to do as much for my job because yeah. I'm more established. I can kind of just go to the post ops and drop things off. Right. Yeah. Cause you, you had mentioned before there were, uh, it sounds like there are several people working with you. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, there's three people that work with me now. So uh, no, there's three total. Okay. Two. Yeah. So that, that, that helps a lot. Because I don't have to do literally everything. I could just be like, hey, you do this. I'll do this other thing. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> well, and you've already mentioned that there's – you you briefly said in the next book or the second book. So there's already one in the works. And it's because the ending is kind of a cliffhanger. I got about this much of the next book done in uh, – You do. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, and you already – like you already – you're beyond writing it. You're already like yeah. inking it. Yeah, I, I actually it. wrote – the entire series it's done the writing part is done oh and then when you arranged the comic book the first one it's okay it already existed okay i got you that makes sense duh because of the rpg because you already had to think out the end okay and then so it's just like i'm gonna modify this right have this country here because there's not another player so it's all it's all just this one that we're gonna focus on until the end and then it's like oh there's other things out there yes that's terrifying yay also uh we weren't like evolved here which like they they wouldn't have a concept of evolution because there's no evidence that they evolved there so they all like are very religious uh but like oh there is no deity that we were that we have in our pantheon Mm -hmm. that that doesn't exist uh and but and we were put here by aliens charming Mm -hmm. (laughs) what you saying we not I mean, actually, I have no idea. <laughs> I, have, I have no judgment there's regardless. Evidence, there's evidence that humans have evolved on this planet, but there's not evidence that maybe the life further back was not seeded. Right. Because we don't actually know how the first cells formed and all that. There's theories. Right. That's like a whole other. Well, yeah, we weren't there. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole, like, we, we, can make, we can make cells out of... Um, uh, te- using a temperature gradient to sort oligomers, which are like very small pieces of DNA or RNA, okay. uh, into self-sorting uh, crystal structures that they, they work best in like in a phospholipid soup. 
So basically all the ingredients that you would need to have a cell, you can kind of self-sort the DNA. You can have like bubbles form of the fat, because that's what the lipids are, and the phosphate. So that's the cell wall vaguely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, there's all the elements there that it's theoretically possible that you could like on a chemical basis spontaneously generate that. But it's also possible that that's spontaneously generated somewhere else and they came here on an asteroid. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, you could have a time trip or go back in time, sneeze. <laughs> like, oh yes, I'm going to study the first uh, organism. Right. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I can so very much tell that you studied like forensics and anthropology and biology. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. I, I took way too many classes in college. Like, yeah. Every time we go, they would be like, are you insane? Yeah. Right. You should not be. Ta- you should be taking four classes, not like six plus. Yeah, like, but I want to. But yet you're making <laughs> comics. Like, why <laughs> you went from that to making? That's normally not the route that people take. Going, I'm going to take all these. Now I'm going to go into the lucrative life of comic making. You know. It, okay, so when you do so much math and you do so much like a statistics stuff, biology stuff, you dissect so many things. Because I also did uh, my other my my uh, minor was actually criminal justice. So when you also like write so many legal documents or look at so many case files, you're just kind of like, <laughs> right? That makes sense. No, I get that. And so you get home at the end, and you're just like, eh, I hate all this crap. And, and then you need, need an outlet. Yeah. Create so that. That's kind of what the RPGs were, and that's kind of like what the the comic thing is. It's like I'm going to turn my brain off for two hours a night. Yeah, that makes total sense. And, but what about now you're going to be promoting it or actually if you, so you're looking for a publisher, but in the meantime, like if you don't find one, are you going to self publish it or yeah, but okay. I need to put together a marketing package and I have no idea how to do that. So I need, okay. I never took a marketing class in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I took like one business class and that was it. Uh, and okay. so I need to research that some more and then I will put together a marketing package funding, whatever. Uh, and then I'll pay for my own advertising I guess it's not as bad as you think. I think people overthink the, the advert. If you know how to create an audience that it's going to get in front of, it's not that bad. And that that's really the biggest part. The, the spend of it is actually much cheaper than people think. Like at the very most, it's like $35 a week. Uh, not very most. I'm sorry. At the very cheapest, it's like $35 a week. It's, you know, it's not, it's not that bad. And that's for well, that was, the, I was thinking, oh yes, I got to have like a $3,000 starting budget minimum. Like, Yeah. You yeah. can, you can run it for a week for like $35 and still get a pretty good result. Um, okay. Yeah. It's, 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 it's definitely the fear. And the, I think the fact that it is called marketing and it's business and it sounds, no, it's the way that the internet is set up and how it's accessible to people. I, th- I, I think that, it's fantastic that it's just like self-publishing or like putting your music online. You used to have to go through all of these hoops to do such a thing. And now it's all accessible to a person individually. And I find that fascinating. And the fact that I can market my own stuff and be in control of it and know exactly what the message is going to be. I think that's beneficial and I, I love it. So it, so don't be afraid. It's, and it's not that as expensive as you think. And you know what? You can always turn it off when you need to. Like if, if you think 
this isn't working. That's what I do all the time. I'll try something going, this will be perfect. And all of a sudden, not only does it not do anything, the one thing it did do cost way too much. And I'll go, whoa, that's too much. Boop, turn it off. Have you ever used Facebook marketing? Because I tried that and it has sucked for me. Yeah. It it, it doesn't get any interactions. It it costs me like 25 bucks a post and then it just doesn't do what I want it to do. And it's like, that's see, that's because Facebook ugh, and this is the bad part. Facebook uh, will it gives you access, but it goes here. We've set up something that we know works for our marketers. Well, individual marketers are not marketing companies. It should not yeah. be $25. It should uh, Facebook. The minimum is $5 a day. Uh, now, when yeah. you were doing it, were you boosting a post? I was boosting posts. Okay. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. You never want to boost a post. That's you can't control the audience it goes to. It decides like, we think your friends will like this and we'll show it to them more. That's, that's what boosting does. Yeah. They already saw it. It's, it's not good. So uh, that's why I'm saying it it needs to be, when I do it, I create an audience and I make sure I know what audience and also it's, this is the hard part that took me forever to get used to. And also I, I have a, I used to work for, um, and I used to do online marketing for different corporations. I built their websites and they'd be like, cool. Hey, you already know how to make websites. Maybe you can do our online advertising. So I had to learn how to do it. So that's the only reason they were just like, we don't want to hire another person anyway. Um, but, but what it is, is it's the audience. Like say I was trying to promote my web comic. Um, of course I would go, I'm not going to advertise it to everybody or even people who like comics because people who like comics sometimes don't like web comics. They yeah. think they like there, there's actually a stigma. A hard copy. Yeah, I don't exactly. Want weird stuff on webtoon. It's all <laughs> exactly romance. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what uh, I would, like well, what I would do is I'd create an audience saying web comics. So I know people who at least like web comics, I would create that audience, but there are people who like romance. I don't do a romance comic. So I'd yeah. have to do another one that goes. And also, you know, people who like web comics and then you would narrow it down by going and also people who like, and then I would think of something that I like, not even something to do with comics. It would be like people who like, um, for lack of a better, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, but like baking, like I know the, I, I know a particular, like if I think about people that live in my area and the people that go to the places that I hang out, like I like to go on the weekend and get a coffee or I go coffee shops, something like that, where I know when I go there, I'd walk in and it'd be like, Oh, these are the people that are kind of doing the same things. Instead of narrowing it down to, they also have to like funny comics, you know, it's, and yeah. that that was when I realized it made a huge difference going to, yes, they like this format, but then they're also, this is the kind of stuff they like outside of it. That That's just something that worked for me. And uh, anyway, that's, but that's me, yeah. you know, but it's, that's the type of thing to test out and that makes it better. And then you, and do then you, you do this on, what program do you use to do that? Is it like Google ads or Facebook? Facebook. Ads? Okay. In, in, in Facebook, if you actually are in Facebook and you look over, they actually made it easier to get to now. If you look over in the sidebar, if you're on desktop, they're actually, if you scroll down or expand all the choices, they have ads listed there now. So you can, okay. so you can go to ads. So don't boost. You can go to ads and then you can actually select a post or you can make a new one that's only specifically for an ad. It doesn't even go on your, that would your page. That would actually be useful because the what you put on your page is different than what you want in an ad. Exactly. Yep. It has to be like short, quippy, to the point, 
page is like, oh, here's a bunch of information. Yeah, because the people you're going to be showing it to have no clue who you are. So if if I was posting something and it's like, my new web comic's out, they'd be like, great, who are you? You know, it's, yeah. so for when I do an advertisement, it'd be like, here's a comic about me being silly. I don't know. I, I can't, right? I, all of a sudden, I can't think of good ad copy while I'm just bringing up these examples. I can't, I, when, when I'm on this ball, I can't think of that either. I can't even think of, I was like, oh yeah, earlier, I was like, oh yeah, you, you have to do your elevator pitch and I forgot what my elevator pitch was. <laughs> Which is the whole concept of an elevator pitch. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. But but no, definitely take advantage. I, I think for me in this podcast, like most of the people I met when I first started, it was because all I did was create an ad that uh, went to within 50, uh, 50 miles of my house going, do you want to be on an art podcast? And I asked people to sign up and that's how I found people to talk to. So it, it, definitely try it out. Just keep Mixing, but never boost. <laughs> never boost. That doesn't do anything. <laughs> and that's that's my opinion. But you seem to have that. Yeah, you seem to have had the same experience. So it's not me going. You did it wrong. It's like no. I just for me boosting doesn't work. Crash. It doesn't work. Yeah. It's like yeah. It'll, I'll get like clicks. Whatever. No. Right. Yeah. And of like, course. Oh, like six hundred people looked at it and nobody did anything. It's like. Yeah, and that was because thinking? most of them had already seen it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, what's the point of paying that much money for that? Right. Thanks. And the other thing, too, is uh, the best part about the Facebook advertising is it makes more sense. Like, uh, Google ads is definitely more, there's more of a reach. It works better worldwide. But their interface is still, to this day, confusing as all get out. It is just... I've looked at it, and I I spent, like, two hours, like... Yeah, it's too complex for its own good. (laughs) I don't... I, I feel like what a normal person would feel like if they're trying to run like a PCR or something. And they're just like, yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one thing I would actually, uh, one thing that's worked for me, um, and you might even benefit from this too, uh, in Google ads, uh, setting up uh, YouTube ads on that is, it, and that's the one, not like the creative video thing, like the kind where when you search for something and you're watching a video and like it's, it's, it's pinned the to the top. Yeah, it's pinned to the top oh. there. Yeah, that you can do that in Google Ads, and that's that's actually pretty. That's been pretty useful to me too, especially as far be, as that would be a good one because I know, um, I know people that do political streams yeah. and stuff like that, which doesn't have a lot of crossover with my thing. Like, it has some, but not much. Right. Uh, like, like they, they would, I could get, I could pay them to run ads, but it's like, it's not really the target market. What what yeah. I consume is not the same thing as what the people that would read the comic would consume, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, if you would, if you like, say if I was doing what you are, the first thing I think of, and I know nothing about the background of, of what you like, what you create. Or, oh, I mean, I do from what you told me, I'm sorry. I'm just yeah. saying I don't make it. Um, yeah. Is uh, RPGs. I mean, I'd still stick with that. Even the story would translate well to people who like RPGs. And that's a, I, I feel like that's a big market. Like D&D groups. Yeah. No. Well, and you already know about them, and you can target to those in uh, advertising, and especially like you can do specific videos when you do YouTube videos. Their website virus. (laughs) That's right. We started out with you losing your website because advertising's gotten better. It's gotten not everybody can make their own way advertising network nowadays. Oh. And you were telling me before, oh, when we were setting up, I I wanted to ask you about this. You were saying that you do uh, baking on on Twitch. Oh, no, I do. Um, 
debating. So I will Oh, debating. Go. I thought you said bake because I know they have those baking <laughs> channels. But okay. Like, so there, and I also used to do a couple on YouTube. There was a, there, there was like drama with the people that started it, but there was a, and, and so they shut the YouTube channel down, but there was a channel that's called the non sequitur show. Okay. And so I, I would go on there sometimes and someone was like really wrong. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got like some biology fact and I would just be like, no, <laughs> actually it works. Here's a bunch of diagrams. Please stop lying. <laughs> I like it. That's funny. Okay. So, uh, I'll do that on Twitch if I'm like watching a debate stream or something and there's oh. someone that's really stupid, I'll just go on, I'll, I'll, I'll jump into their Discord and be like, okay, you're wrong. Right. Why you're wrong? Please stop. <laughs> I find it like, so, I, well, I find it so interesting. You mentioned the Discord thing, like running a parallel stream to a stream that's going on. I find that so interesting that Discord so, is, yeah. What you do is it's an audio channel usually. They have right. like their Discord server and then they, you you pipe in the audio only from the audio part of Discord. Oh, wait, they'll do it to the live stream? Yeah. Oh, okay. I always thought it was like a separate thing where they'd have one and then the other. Uh, and not and not connect to them is what I mean. No. Okay. okay. It's, it's weird. It's like a, so you, you, take, you use uh, Streamlabs if you're doing it on Twitch or, or right. OBS if you're doing it to YouTube. Yeah. And then you select your audio sources. And so your audio source can be um, all the sounds they are, that you make to your mic and then the call from your Discord. I mm -hmm. uh, set it up that way or you can set it up so it just captures the discussion and the audio from the Discord call because that mm -hmm. captures your audio as it goes into the – it captures your audio and it captures the other person's audio. Right. And then you pipe that into your um, stream setup and it will play while you play your game or draw or whatever you're doing to yeah. entertain people visually. Okay. So that's how you would do that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've done that a couple of times. I've, I've hosted my own a couple of times. Um, and I just don't have, like, good sound isolation. <laughs> right. Have, uh, where, where I live, I have uh, a roommate, and they're loud sometimes. I'll just, like, come in, slam the door. And, or I have when I'm here, I have like a bunch of siblings and then random people at the house that just yell randomly. It's like, yeah. that's not. I'm not a YouTuber. I don't have like a soundproof room. There's like crap loads of background noise. Yeah. And like even here, there's like uh, there there's like three there's like three D printers like literally right next to me. But no, I have three D like th those are running, and they're running constantly because we're printing like weird stuff like a. Oh. Oh. Oh, they're 3D printers. Yes. Oh, okay. I just thought so you meant like, printers. Like, if I if I was like a YouTuber or something, I couldn't run. No, that fell out. Yeah. I couldn't run printers and, and print things. That's like a, like a plague doctor mask that has filter. You know. Huh. All right. <laughs> How come? Have you ever done uh, drawing streams on Twitch? Yeah, I've done a couple of those. Okay, I was wondering because I heard political, but I'm like we have you here to talk about comics and it's like, well, wouldn't you do any drawing streams? So, okay. Yeah, I do drawing streams, but then I have to have something to talk about. And normally what I'll do is I'll get someone to argue with while I draw. <laughs> so you just uh -huh. say in the debate part of it. <laughs> yeah. I'll just be like, okay, you're, you're dumb and wrong. Here's why. <laughs> you know, well, I'm glad I don't have anything to argue with you about. <laughs> I feel like you'd crush me. <laughs> so, Okay. You would not, you would, you would not uh, even, like, I, I, people like you don't tend to be the kind of person that goes into someone else's stream and wants to argue. True. 
No, I would not. You have to have like an ego the size of the sun to do that. Yeah. Did a couple years of debate club and, and you're just like. Yeah. Like most people would just like, you know, knock them from the channel or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, no, you're free entertainment. Hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Come on. I like that. That's like, gutsy. I dig it. Yeah. No, that's really, that's, that's, you, you have more curves than I do. I'll tell you that much. I'd be like, I don't want to get into it with this person. Um, you know, I, I like arguing with people. It's really <laughs> and then, so with everything you're doing, um, is there anything like coming up or is there a, like, what kind of things do you have coming up that people should know about? Or what do you have? What, what do you have that maybe we didn't talk about today that, that you'd like to tell people about? Um, so I have the second book, which will be coming out, uh, hopefully by the end of this year, maybe. Oh, wow. Um, cause I started that like last year. Um, so hopefully that'll be done by then color. And so that will, um, come out. I'm hoping by the time I can get the first one published, that one will be ready to go. Okay. So, um, I, I will be posting parts of that on there and, um, that'll just go on the Facebook page, which I will promote more. And then I will probably start doing some Twitch stuff more once I get, I would like to set up like a sound isolated room so I can scream at people. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> sound well, isolated room. So I can scream at people. <laughs> it's usually have them scream at me. And then I just sit there and be like, I'm going to pull up a Wikipedia article. I'm going to read like, or, or like whatever study you cited. And I'm going to read from the study why you're wrong. <laughs> I love it. If you ever, if you ever watch, have you ever watched like destiny? No. Okay. It's, kind of, it's similar content to that, I guess. Okay. Like, like he'll just uh, get like somebody that's stupid on just to just scream at him. And then he'll just like, look stuff up and be like, you're wrong. Here's some stats. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then speaking of the promotion you were talking about, if people did want to sign on and scream at you somewhere, where should, where, where should people go to check out your stuff? Uh, I have a Twitch channel. It's called, called Rec Recursions End. It's the same thing. All my stuff is Recursions End because it's the title of the series. Mm -hmm. uh, you can like look it up pretty much on everything. I have a Tumblr. I have a Facebook. I have a uh, Patreon. I have a Twitter. I don't use the Twitter okay. because Twitter is too tempting for me. Okay. <laughs> There's, there's too many. I hear there's only nothing but nice things said on Twitter. What are you talking about? It's really immature. <laughs> and do you think you'll ever, do you think you'll ever get a, a website again? Um, if I can, I, I'm sure I can build a better one now. Okay. So probably, but I'm not going to run ads on it. <laughs> right. But right now everybody should go to those other places you mentioned yeah, is what you're saying. should go to like all, all of the standard platforms. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show and talking with me today. Yeah, thank you for having me on.